Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather science, earth science, and a whole lot more. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz Podcast, Andre Bernier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is season three, episode number 21 for Monday, January 23rd, 2023. Today's episode brought to you by Rise and Dine in Chesterland. Owner and operators Frank and Terry Arco always making sure that you're happy with what you've gotten. And in fact, there are a lot of smiles coming out of that place, especially in the morning and lunch. They do breakfast, they do lunch, and they are open Wednesday through Monday. What does that mean? Well, that means that they're closed on Tuesday, so that's tomorrow. They give everyone time to recoup and regenerate so that Wednesday through Monday, they can take care of you for your breakfast and lunch needs. Lots of fun breakfast items and lots of great uh, lunch items as well. Go pay them a visit in Chesterland on the southeast corner of Mayfield and Chillicothe, also known as Routes 306 and 322. And as Dante so duly noted... Today is Meteorological Monday. We tend to focus on medium and long-term and even short-term stuff. But, of course, January is almost done. So I thought it would be a good time to take a look at January thus far and some interesting things in terms of climatology, not only here in the greater Cleveland area, but also compared to a couple of other major cities because there are some nuances, some differences from city to city. Not every city is alike in terms of weather, right? But first things first, let's take care of Hopkins Airport thus far. Now, a little bit ago, we had uh, a temperature departure of 11 degrees above normal. That was in the first 15 or so days of January Well, since then, we have cooled down close to normal, a little below on two of the days. But that's the deal. For only two of the days in uh, the month of January, we had temperatures go below normal. So the rest of it has either been near normal or above or even much above. So when you average it all out, it sticks out like a sore thumb. So our current departure from normal prorated for today's date and not too much uh, in the month to catch up to this number or to pull it back down. But we have a departure from normal in terms of temperature, 9.1 degrees. 
So uh, that is very significant when you consider the fact that it is well outside the plus or minus two range, which is considered normal. In fact, it's uh, four deviations away from that. So that is uh, a bit on the unusual side. Snowfall for Cleveland thus far this season is 16.1 inches below normal. That is even after Sunday's snowfall. So how much snow fell on Sunday? 4.4 inches officially at Hopkins Airport. But this is a real telltale sign as to what we're seeing so far this season. Because Sunday's total snow at Hopkins Airport, which is the uh, where the official brush board is for the greater Cleveland area. Sunday's 4.4 inches is, get this, 31% of the seasonal total thus far. So about one-third of the snow that has fallen this season, one-third of it fell yesterday. Now, there were some places that managed to pick up a lot more than just 4.4 inches. Some of those places included Hinkley, just to the southeast, a cooperative observer with the National Weather Service picking up 7.2 inches and even 7 inches one mile west of Mansfield. And we have almost 7 inches at Burton, specifically 6.9. So what's 0.1 inches of snow between friends, right? Burton picking that much, 6.8 inches in both South Thompson and also in the Montville area. Uh, Elsewhere, the snowfall really fell anywhere from three to as much as five inches on average across the area. Uh, By the way, they did pick up six inches, 6.0, and that would be in Boston Heights and Sagamore Hills as well, and in Trumbull County, Uh, Newton Falls picking up 6.1 inches of snow. But we still have some ways to go before we catch up. We are in a different pattern, so it is conceivable that the atmosphere will do some catch-up work between now and the time that winter closes. Before we move along in the snowfall department, let's take a look at Buffalo, because you remember that Buffalo, uh, several weeks ago, had this huge surplus. Now, I'm not looking for this surplus to disappear anytime soon. In fact, if it stopped snowing today for the rest of the season in Buffalo, they would still be looking at a rather significant surplus. So it doesn't matter which way the the rest of the year is going to finish out for Buffalo. Will they see more snow? Or you bet, especially in this pattern, Now, they are currently looking at a 51.2-inch surplus, 51.2 inches above normal, 104.7 inches so far of the season thus far. And so put on the brakes for a second. You may be asking, okay, well, what is the record for Buffalo? And it, it was back in the 1970s, as you probably have surmised, And this record is going to be very difficult to break, even with a year like this. 1976 to 77, Buffalo picked up just shy, and I do mean just shy, of 200 inches of snow for the year. 
199.4 inches. In second place, you have to go all the way down to 158.7 inches. So it is conceivable that this season will be the second snowiest if they can get over 158.7. By the way, 158.7 is somewhat contemporary in nature. That was in the year 2000 to 2001. Lots of stats. Let's go to climatological nadir or the low point in terms of temperature for Cleveland for the wintertime. Now, you have to do a little meteorological juggling here because the high temperature and the low temperature occur at different times. They don't happen hand in glove at the very same time. Now, they both occur in the month of January and they're both pretty close to each other. But yet, there is a slight difference. The low point for the daytime high temperature is actually on January the 19th. The average daytime high, 35 degrees, actually occurs on four of the days which surround January the 19th. That's now behind us. So really, technically, we are beginning to see the average or normal high temperature begin to ever so slightly increase. But the overnight low temperature occurs after January the 19th. The overnight low temperature, the coldest, on average, happens somewhere between January 25th and the 26th, with 21 as the normal overnight low. So when you average both of those out, if you take a look at the high and the low, we come up with January the 22nd. That was yesterday. So when you take a look at it, either from the average high temperature or the entire average, if you average in the high and the low, we're already starting to climb. Technically speaking, by the time we get to Wednesday, Science Wednesday, right here in Weather Jazz, we'll be at the nadir of the overnight low temperature by then. So you can look at it several different ways. Slice and dice It's pretty close, though. When you consider the fact that when you average everything out, it is, for all intents and purposes, at about January the 22nd. Is it different in different cities? Well, sure it is, because you have some meteorological nuances in between cities. Now, when you drop down to Cincinnati in the southern part of the state, both the high and the low, the nadir, the bottom point, occur a little bit earlier. The high temperature Hits the bottom point on January the 14th with an average of 39. And the average low point for the overnight low is January 23rd. Well, that's today. So no matter which way you cut it, slice it and dice it, once we get to beyond today for Cincinnati, they're starting their upswing both in the climatological high and low temperature cold point And when you average it all out, it's January the 19th for them. All right, let's do one more city. This one will take us out of the Great Lakes states, and we're going to go west. This time to Colorado. Let's go to Denver. What kind of nuances do we have here? Now, we have something very interesting here when we look at the climatological low point for the high and the low. For instance... In Denver, we have not one, but two places on the graph 
where it hits the meteorological low point for the daytime high temperature. And now why that is would be interesting to take a look at, but quite frankly, it escapes me at the moment why that would be. Maybe somebody out there in Denver could tell me. But we have two daytime high low points. 44 degrees is the lowest the daytime high will get, but it happens twice. It happens early in the month of January, January 3rd, and it happens again in late January, January the 30th. And in between those two dates, we actually have the average high temperature bouncing up to 45 and sitting there for a little while before it bounces back down at the end of the month in the month of January. What about the overnight low? It's a little more concrete. On January 3rd, they have the meteorological low point and it settles down to 18 again on January the 3rd. So lots of interesting things going on, but suffice to say that right around this time, we're looking at temperatures beginning to slide up. And remember, this is well after the shortest day of the year, only because in meteorology, the atmosphere tends to lag back a little bit for a number of reasons. And one of those reasons is, in fact, water. Water tends to be a stabilizing factor and a bit of a capacitor, temperature capacitor, when it comes to seasonal variations in the temperature. Now, we'll keep an eye on things as we head into the latter half of winter, looks like. We may start catching up with the snowfall here in the greater northeast Ohio area, Cleveland, Akron, Canton, Youngstown, Mansfield, etc. But uh, it's going to take a lot to catch up because we have that deficit now of 16 inches. Will we do it? Certainly, with this pattern, it's possible. It's something to watch out for. And obviously, we will do that right here on Weather Jazz. But this is exactly where we're going to get off on the meteorological numbers merry-go-round because if you look at things just a little too closely, sometimes you will get cross-eyed and you will just be overwhelmed with too many numbers. And it is possible to do that. You have to know when to walk away and say, okay, let's take this data, run with it, and let's see where we end up. Because really, the atmosphere has the last say. So I hope you enjoyed today's Meteorological Monday episode. Help me to spread the word about weather jazz inside your sphere of influence and I'm counting on you to spread the word so that we can grow the audience and get a lot more participation. Speaking of which, I am still waiting for a lot of you to chime in on where it is in the world you have maybe a curiosity geographically. It could be a very, very small island or it could be a, maybe a point somewhere on the globe where You've heard some interesting things and you'd like to know more about it weather-wise. I'm working on some special episodes in that regard right now. And while I'm doing that, I would love to hear from you. Do you have a spot on planet Earth that you would like a little more information about geographically? Now is the time to let me know. Contact me, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. Or you can drop me a voicemail on the Weather Jazz podcast 
Audience Connect Line. The number, 234-525-5888. So where on planet Earth are we stopping first on Wednesday? You're going to have to stop in on Wednesday. I'm counting on seeing you then. Weather and science across the globe. Just